Chapter Forty Nine of the Mystery of the Ravenspurs by Fred M. White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Forty Nine, Ralph takes charge. The troubled house had fallen asleep at last. They were all used to the swooping horrors. They could recall the black time spread out over the weary years. They could vividly recollect how one trouble after another had happened, and it had been an eventful day. For the last few hours they had lived a fresh tragedy. True, the tragedy itself had been averted, but for some time there had been the agony of the real thing. The Ravenspurs, exhausted by the flood of emotion, had been glad of rest. They were presumably asleep now, all but Ralph. Long after deep silence had fallen on the house, he sat alone in the darkness. The glow of his pipe just touched his inscrutable features, and a faint halo of light played about his grizzled head. A mouse nibbling behind the panels sounded clear as the crack of a pistol shot. The big stable clock boomed two. Ralph laid aside his pipe and crept to the door. He opened it silently and passed out into the corridor. A cat would not have made less noise, yet he moved swiftly and confidently, as one who has eyes to see familiar ground. He came at length to the room where Mrs. May was lying. She had been made fairly comfortable. Her dress had been loosened at the throat but she still wore the clothes in which she had been dressed at the time of her accident. Later she would perhaps find it difficult to account for masquerading in the castle in that strange guise. That she would have some ingenious plea to put forward, Ralph felt certain. But the dress was another matter. Ralph grinned to himself as he thought of it. There was a light in the room. He could tell that by the saffron glow that touched lightly on his sightless eyeballs. He knew the disposition of the room as well as if he could see it. He felt his way across until he came to the bed on which the woman lay. His hand touched her throat, a gentle touch, yet his fingers crooked and a murderous desire blossomed like a rose in his heart. Nobody was about and nobody would know. Who would connect the poor blind man with the deed? Why not end her life now? Far better, Ralph muttered. It would have been no crime to shoot her like a dog. Yet fancy hanging for such a creature as that. The grim humor of the suggestion restored Ralph to himself. His relaxed fingers just touched the cold throat and face he could hear the sound of regular breathing. From a tiny file he took two or three drops of some dark cordial and brushed them over the woman's rigid lips. She stirred faintly. "'Just as well to hasten events,' he muttered. "'One cannot afford to play with the thing.' He replaced the bottle in his pocket. He drew himself up, listening. Other ears could not have heard a sound. Ralph could plainly hear footsteps, but
but how near they were he could not tell. His brows contracted with annoyance. "'So soon,' he muttered. "'I did not expect this.' He dropped down between the bed and the wall. Then he crawled under the deep valance. He had not long to wait. Somebody had crept into the room, somebody light of foot and light of body, who crossed to the bed. And this somebody shook the sleeping figure with passionate force. "'Wake up!' a voice said. "'Oh, will you never wake up?' The listener smiled. He could hear the figure of his arch-enemy stirring uneasily. She muttered something and once more was passionately shaken. "'What is the matter?' she muttered. "'Where am I?' "'Here, in the castle. Don't you remember?' Pause for a moment. Ralph was listening intently. "'I begin to recollect. There was an accident. The door refused to open. I fought for my life as long as I could before the fumes overcame me, and I gave myself up for lost. Oh, it was something to remember, Marion, muttered Mrs. May. Marion, for it was she, made no reply. She was crying quietly. What is the matter with the girl? the woman asked irritably. "'Oh, it is good for you to ask me that question,' said Marion. "'After all the bitter trouble and humiliation you have put upon me, get up and follow me.' "'I cannot. The thing is impossible. You forget that I have been almost dead. My limbs are paralyzed. I shall not be able to walk for at least two days. I must remain like a dog here.' But there is no hurry. What happened? I can't tell. I don't know. You were found in the corridor, I am told, insensible. When they came back to the castle they found you lying here. They had all been down on the beach, searching for Geoffrey. The woman laughed. It was a laugh to chill the blood. I hope they found him, she said. "'Oh, yes, they found him,' Marion said quietly. "'Drowned with a placid smile on his face after the fashion of the novel?' "'No, very much alive. You failed. Geoffrey Ravenspur is here safe and sound. On my knees I have thanked God for it.' The woman muttered something that the listener failed to catch. She seemed to be suppressing a tendency to a violent outburst. "'I will not fail next time,' she said. "'And you are a love-sick, soft-hearted, sentimental fool. All this time I have to remain here. But, at any rate, I have you to do my bidding. Put your hand in my breast pocket, and you will find a key.' "'Well, what am I to do with it?' You are to go to my rooms at Jessop's farm at once. They will be fast asleep, so that you need not be afraid. Jessop's people have the slumber that comes of a tired body and an easy conscience. 
but there are foes about, and it is not well to trust to anybody. If I am to remain here for a day or two, I must have certain things. In my sitting-room, by the side of the fireplace, is a black iron box. Open it with the key I have given you, and bring the casket to me. You can get into my sitting-room by gently raising the window, which is not fastened. They are so honest in these parts that people don't fasten their windows. Now, go. You are sure you cannot get up? Certain. I have been drugged, and it will be some time before I am able to get about. That is why I am anxious to have the box. Young Ravenspur would never have got away had he had no friends to assist him or a simple fool to give him warning. The fool you speak of does not regret it. Perhaps not. How did he escape? In the simplest possible way. He was picked up by a passing yacht. Well, accidents will happen, the woman muttered. Now do my bidding. The heavy drugged sleep is coming upon me again, and I shall not be able to keep my eyes open much longer. Go at once. As Marion crept away, Ralph could catch her heavy indrawn breath and the sobs that seemed to burst from her overcharged heart. Then he knew that the woman was asleep again. A minute or two later and he was standing in the hall. He waited in the shadows, silent and patient. The stairs creaked slightly and a stealthy footstep came creeping down. End of chapter 49